Hi, everyone. It's Sandy, Kadesha, and Samantha, and we're back with another episode that you don't want to miss on the Deeper Than Tech podcast. In today's episode, we are going to go over how you can maximize your time and be a pro with time management. We'll be diving deep into this topic, but before we do, if you're loving our podcast so far, we'd appreciate it if you could share it with a friend or coworker and leave us some ratings. So how do I manage my time as a developer? How do I become a more efficient engineer and keep up with all these new technologies? These are questions that we can ask ourselves a lot, especially during the early stages of our careers. So today we are going to crack down and talk about it. Kadesha or Samantha, do you have any insight on this? What is your attitude towards time management? I think like for me, when it comes to time management, if it's not on my work calendar and my personal calendar, it doesn't exist. And so like everything that happens that I need to do, I try to make sure that they're on both calendars so that I am reminded. And lately I've been slacking on that. So I really do need to make some tweaks to my system. What about you, Samantha? Time management is a very tough problem. That's why there's so many apps trying to solve this problem. For me, time management is about priorities. If it's something that you care about, it's going to get done. You're going to move everything aside to make sure that a task is completed. If you don't, think it's important, you're not going to get it done. I also use my calendar. I have used a lot of apps in the past. None of them have stuck except my calendar. If you can't make time for it on your calendar, it's not going to get done. Yeah, same. I'm kind of going along with the narrative that's been going around. Time management is hard. You know, you got to have that mindset where it's a marathon, not a sprint. But lucky for everyone, there is a method to the madness. And even though it is difficult, there are strategies for maximizing the most out of your time and being super intentional with it. Starting off with prioritization. Samantha kind of touched on it a little bit when she said when she tries to get her tasks done, she tries to prioritize. So let's kind of dig a little deeper into that. There are times when we're at our jobs and we're working and we have projects assigned to us. We have to understand that there's no two tasks that are the same. How do you all identify which tasks to tackle first on the job and structure your time doing that? In terms of like sprint planning, right? Like if there's a story that's assigned to you or like a small project, how do you identify like how you're gonna prioritize your time with that assignment? Got it. I know for me, I, I think in words. And so whenever I'm assigned a ticket at work, I like to write, make a list of all the things I think are required. And then I like to schedule a meeting with my lead just so we can discuss what I think the requirements are. And so I can get some clarity on what the requirements actually are. And then I will take it from there in terms of what they say is the most important to the least important. And that's kind of how I tackle my work at work, (laughs) if that makes sense. So for me at work, I am one of those people that Kadeja talks about, the person who makes the priority for everybody else to do. Like, this needs to go first, this needs to go second. I think for me, the biggest thing is to take the user stories that we usually get. Like, the user needs to be able to click on this button. So then we need to, like, break that down into smaller pieces. So maybe it's, like, find the place to put the button. Like, we don't know where that goes. And make the button component. So it's, like, the smaller the task is, the easier it will be to get things done. People love the checking things off of their to-do list. They love that little dopamine hit. So, like, the smaller you can make the task, the easier it is to, like, 
motivate people to get them done. Yeah, I think that's it. I probably have more things to say, but I'm going to ramble. So. <laughs> no, I love how you touched upon that piece where you're like, the smaller the task, the easier it is to get done. Because sometimes when we're approaching our work, we think, oh, I have eight hours today to get all this work done. And that's just not good for us to be productive. It's been proven that when you kind of pick a task that's small and you achieve it, like Samantha was talking about, will kind of power you out throughout the day. It's better to get like four small things done than to think I have eight hours today to do this work. It's kind of like, it's a mindset hack, but if you can master that, can in the long run help you with your time management. I think especially with the work that we do as well, we're very thought heavy in our work. It's a lot of thinking, it's a lot of planning, it's a lot of strategizing. And so in terms of prioritizing and time management, we also need to consider creating time and space for thinking because that's majority of what we do in our day. We're just thinking about how to solve this particular problem we were assigned to solve. And so part of time management, I think for developers specifically is also like, think time because <laughs> we can look at something and say this is so easy and then it's just like wow this is not easy <laughs> you could also measure that we call them spikes like we'll put a ticket in jira say like we will going to give three days to like figure out how to solve this problem like what resources we need so everything could be measured time is just increment so it's important to like still tell your product manager or whoever's in charge like we need to account for this extra time to help with these deadlines i love that too it's very important to connect your product manager and you know okay. have that line of connection i want to kind of still linger on with the small tasks and the small increments there is this popular technique called the Pomodoro technique. Has any of you have had an experience with that? And does, do you think that actually really helps with your with managing your time and accomplishing tasks? Before I even ask that question, let me briefly even describe what the Pomodoro technique is. So the Pomodoro technique essentially is like you give yourself a set, a time boxed amount of time. So like say 30 minutes to solve a problem, right? And regardless of the outcome, you give yourself a break for five minutes and then you get back into it. The idea is that you're gonna spend one time, you're gonna limit the amount of time you have to focus on a problem. And that kind of puts you in a zone where you can be more productive and have more focus. And then make sure you take that break, take a walk, eat a snack, right? And then get right back into it. The idea behind it is just that when you have like a laser focus time slot, you tend to get more value out of your time as opposed to not having some sort of structure. So that's essentially what the Pomodoro technique offers. So with that background, have you ladies ever used that technique and did it work for you? I have tried that technique one time. Even bought an app. I paid $2 for it. And guess what the app? <laughs> Two whole dollars. <laughs> Two whole dollars. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Samantha wasn't playing right no games. She said, I will master this. <laughs> she, was, she was serious. She's like, time management. <laughs> but that app is no longer on my phone. So I did try it. <laughs> I tried Pomodoro. I tried it one time too and I didn't like it. It was just like a ticking time bomb and I felt anxious watching the time just go by and I'm just like, ooh, I only have this time left. Ooh, I only have this time left. Instead of it being like a mental relief, like, wow, I can I get to work for X amount of time, it was like anxiety producing for me. So I just no, I don't I don't like it personally. Have you tried it, Sandy? I have tried it. Um I tried it once or twice and it was productive. But the thing about me I don't even think it's like the time boxing part. I think it's this consistency part. So <laughs> it's like I could do it once or twice, but what is going to draw me to do it today, tomorrow, the day after that, the week after that? So that was 
kind of my issues with the Pomodoro technique. It's interesting that you say that, Sandy, because I think one of the key things with time management is consistency. So the way that you learn to manage your time is to put in like that consistent and intentional effort in the beginning to manage your time. And once you put in that consistent effort, it becomes a habit. So like with Pomodoro technique, like if you love that technique, make a commitment to yourself for at least like a month to say, you know what? I'm gonna do this for X amount of time every single day, including the weekends, so it becomes a habit. And then one day you're gonna wake up and it's just gonna be so natural to you. But you have to be consistent. Yeah, it's very important, consistency. Even though we all don't really use the Pomodoro, why is this one hard to say? Pomodoro. I know. I just know it's like that red apple thing. Like that's all I know. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Even though we don't use it, like we can't like discard its value. Like a lot of people do use it, and a lot of people do find it valuable. But I like the fact that you have like a short amount of time to do something. So like in high school, we had like homework assignments, and we would always just do it last minute, but we would get it done in that amount of time even though we had like a whole week to do it. So it's important to get, <laughs> it's true. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I think it's super important to know like when you give yourself deadlines, you're gonna get the thing done versus having like an endless deadline. I think you know what I'm saying. Just like give yourself shorter deadlines. It's very important. And on that point, the technique, I don't use the that technique, the word that we can't say. I use time blocking. So on my calendar at work, I block off my time. It's just like a little cute little emoji typing and it's just like working. And so people know that do not schedule any meetings over that time, even though it still happens. But I just block off a certain amount of time throughout my day for focus time for work. And that's what works for me personally, just blocking my calendar. Honestly, calendar is bae. If it's not on the calendar, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Honestly, Kadesha is ahead of us right now because that is kind of the topic <laughs> I was going to go into next. Now that we know that then time management, there's that consistency factor that comes into play. What systems can we use to make sure that we're meeting our goal and we're putting our best foot forward? So that goes into staying organized and planning ahead of time. So Kadesha just mentioned one tip that really helps her is blocking time on her calendar. Making it very religiously following whatever she has set there. Is there anything else or other tips that we have to offer in terms of making sure that we're staying organized and planning ahead? Yeah, so for me, I do like the top three most important things that I have to do today. I don't keep a to-do list. I think to-do lists become very long and you never accomplish everything. So I only think about the top three things. Like I might like put like, I need to go to the doctors. Like those things are kind of important, but top three things every day, if I don't accomplish those things, I start the next day with the next top three things. It might not be the same that I had yesterday. I don't remember who does that technique. I think it might be Warren Buffett who like does like top three, that's it. Because we don't have that much time in our days to do everything we want. We still have families. We still have just like just our work day. We still have to like take a break. So if you're trying to put too much, you're going to actually get stressed out. Like, oh, I feel like I have so much to do, but I can't do it all. We don't need that life. We need work-life balance. We need, <laughs> we need a good life. <laughs> I love how you touched on that, Samantha, because I feel like when you make the idea of time management really like, can you you kind of simplify it for yourself? It's more manageable and digestible to do as opposed to thinking I have 
10 things to do today. How am I going to get it done? You get overwhelmed, you get stressed, and it, it doesn't get done anyway. <laughs> You're stressing yourself out when it's not going to get done. So I love how you try to keep it simple and just strive to do three things. That's the key, y'all. Three, three things. things. Yes. Something else I love that I learned from Samantha is if you're like us, like we create content, right? And so, like, one thing Samantha taught me, I don't even know if she knows that she taught me, but one thing she taught me was do what you need to do for yourself first. Like, the very first thing, prioritize yourself first, and then you can get to your work day. Because once you start your work day, the day just kind of disappears. And so, like, if you have, like, personal goals, work on that first. Then you can carry on with your work day. That's something I've implemented in my life for sure. Look at me. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you making an impact. <laughs> I think another thing that could, it's not with organizing, but it is with making our time more effective. Uh, I feel like as engineers, there are certain things that we can do to be more efficient on the job. So like where I'm going with this is like a tools extensions. Like if you use a code editor, you can use certain, certain extensions to quicken your workflow. You can learn keyboard shortcuts. Those are good things to do because everyone has the same 24 hours in a day, right? But there's certain things that we are doing to make sure that we're going faster and maximizing value. So think of strategies like that. Like how can I, if I'm an engineer, how can I use these tools? How can I use these extensions? You know, just to quicken my work ethic and pace yeah. on the job. You should definitely like, batch things together when you content switch you're actually losing time so if like you need to like block out work time so you just code for four hours that would be ideal versus having a meeting every other 30 minutes because then you're going to stop and get going stop and get going so it's best to block time if you can right then after you block that time reward yourself yes. oh, <laughs> <laughs> reward yourself and take a break <laughs> So this kind of leads me to the last topic that I have for today, which is what systems do we have in place to avoid overworking and avoid burning out? Because, you know, when you're so stressed, like we just talked about, you're not really that productive. You're not maximizing your time. So what are things that we have in place to avoid that? I think for me, I have a personal goal. I think I mentioned this on another episode. Like I have a, a boundary where I do not work on the weekends. That is a clear expectation that I let my manager know, I let my team know. That's something I just don't do because we need mental breaks. You know, we need time to do nothing. We need time to spend time with our families, our partners. We need time to go outside and take some sun. You know, <laughs> we're constantly inside. So I think that's one thing I do to kind of sort of help with not being burnt out. I think something that I do is. Well, that I've been starting to do because I was the prime example that I mentioned. I was overworking. I still sometimes overwork, <laughs> but I do find that I am way more productive when I do take a lunch break. Sometimes I would find myself working all day, not even take the 45 to an hour break to have lunch. And I find that when I do take that time to have lunch or take a walk, I come back so much more refreshed, so much more rejuvenated, and I'm producing higher quality work. So I tend to remind myself that Taking a break doesn't hurt nobody and you need it because you're way more productive on the other side when you do take that break, you do take that time as opposed to not giving yourself that time to reset and function better. So my little nephew taught me the word no. He uses no all the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. He's like, no. <laughs> and so now 
I use the same thing with other people. It's like, if I don't want to do something, no. No. I don't want to do that. Wow. So, <laughs> what a concept. So that's, no. yeah, what a concept. We forget how to use that when we get older and we try to accept too many things on our plate. So another thing I like to use at my job now makes me sound very professional. I don't have the bandwidth to do yes. that this week. Because... <laughs> I used that one today. I was like, I don't have the bandwidth right now. <laughs> I don't have the bandwidth. So <laughs> add those to your vocabulary. No, and I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the bandwidth. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Not being unapologetic with the time you have, right? Saying, for me, sometimes I find myself saying, feeling like I have to do it because if I don't do it, they're going to look at me some type of way. But at the end of the day, like Samantha said, like her cousin taught her, no. No. <laughs> no. I because don't have the bandwidth. Hard. Yeah. Because guess what? When you're walking on the road and then you drop down from exhaustion, who's going to be there for you? right? It's going to be your family. It's not going to be your coworkers. It's not going to be, you know, your manager. It's going to be the people that you're surrounded with. So you have to prioritize your health, your mental wellness, and yourself, your person. Because if you fall down, like you can't work. And then there goes, you know, there goes the work. <laughs> so you got to make time for yourself. Right. And they're going to hire someone else. America. <laughs> All right. Is there any other tips that we have to share? We had a good note, so no. I think yeah. we did. <laughs> I think we did. All right. That is it for this episode. Remember, there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to time management. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It does take time to become super efficient with your time, but you're already on track listening to this episode on this podcast. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if there are any questions on things that we haven't covered, leave it in the description box below. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>